I want to thank you for being on the show. You're I very really welcome. appreciate it, Tom. And um, I've been seeing you throughout the club. I've been watching you go back and forth. And I remember, no, 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 I think I was, was I the president of the club when you first started here? Ten years ago. February 2011. You started only here, because we, we didn't have I didn't, no, it wasn't at the other At the other one, at the other one. But so I went there for the interview with uh, Scott and Jonathan. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, so I went there once. Uh-huh. And then was fortunate enough to uh, be chosen. Right. So then you were here the whole time. I was walking around every, all the time, and I would see you, and yes. you'd say, how are you doing, Mr. President? Yes, that's and I'd say, the most how handsome you doing? work. No, no. <laughs> Remember that, too? I said, it's fantastic. So you've been here for 10 years. Yes, 10, well, you can't. Yeah, because we just had our 10th anniversary. That's right, yeah. Well, what have you done prior to that? Because you, I, didn't, I don't think I asked you anything about yourself at that time, did I? No. Okay, all right. No. So you can tell me now. Tell me a story. Well, I'll give you a story. All right, good. Once upon a time. I like those kind. There was an abundance of golf coaches in Australia. The Australian PGA has a, a very elaborate coaching uh, program, and it's very strict. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of very good coaches that come out of Australia, uh, and some of them are coaching in America and Europe and Germany and Korea and Japan. And uh, even one of them is coaching Phil Mickelson. Right now? Yes. Okay. And another one is uh, coaching uh, Jordan Spieth. Mm. So the system is quite effective. I've uh, learnt my trade uh, as a result of starting off as a tour professional. Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't very good at it. Uh, got injured anyway and decided to... Uh, find a job. Wait, now you said a tour professional. What is that? What's a tour Playing professional? golf for money. Playing golf in tournaments. Okay. Played around Southeast Asia. Uh, didn't play for many years uh, because I wasn't good enough to keep playing, mm -hmm. number one. Mm -hmm. And then when I refinanced myself for another go, I injured myself. Okay. Uh, quite substantially. I dislocated this knee. Okay. Uh, so that ended through, through golfing? No, 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 through training. Okay. Uh, what, golf training? Uh, physical training, to get strong. I was doing taekwondo. Okay. Uh, but to get strong for golf, for yes, your swing? Yes. Okay. Well, how old were you when you got, when you became a tour? 20. Professional, 20 years old. And I and injured myself when I was 23. Okay. So you had three years on the tour. How do you get into that? How do you get into it so that you can travel and make money doing it? In those days, long time ago, when dinosaurs were still jumping around the <laughs> earth, <coughs> uh, we just merely got a job at a golf club. Okay. Uh, it was a three-year apprenticeship, mm -hmm. uh, during which time we'd play weekly events and get rankings. And if our rankings were high enough, we'd get invitations to legitimate professional events. Okay. And then after the three years uh, and qualifying, uh, getting certifi certified mm -hmm. as a legitimate PGA professional, okay. we were allowed to play in the bigger events in Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, the numbers then were not as extensive as they are now. Mm -hmm. So there was pre-qualifying events. Mm -hmm. And if you got through the Monday event, you'd play in the tournament. Right. Right. <coughs> so the, that went on for a couple of years, got injured, had to find a job, 
because the bank manager doesn't stop calling you. That's true. When you're injured, saying, mm -hmm. by the way, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, your monthly payments are uh, due. Right. So I uh, decided to take the coaching side of the PGA uh, and work my way through that. So you were 23 at that time? Yes. Okay. Now, wha how, what's, tell me a little bit about your background growing up. You grew up in Australia. Where? Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Australia, okay. Yeah, my father changed jobs from a very high-stressed company man mm -hmm. and decided to, well, he didn't decide, the doctor told him, if you didn't change the jobs, you'll be dead within six months. Mm -hmm. So he uh, got a job at a local golf course, All right. cutting grass, stress-free. Had he ever done anything like that? Had he ever played golf? Oh, yeah, he's a golfer. He's a golfer. Okay, uh, he so. was about a 15 handicapper. Right. Uh, his best golfing buddy was uh, an Australian amateur champion. Okay. Uh, at the age of 16, this guy was. Mm -hmm. And uh, he actually beat Gene Sarazen. Your father beat him? No, the, my father's the, friend. friend. Your father's friend beat yeah, him. Yeah, okay. he's a left-hander. Okay. And uh, Gene Sarazen came out to Australia to do exhibition matches in the 40s. Okay. And they invited this young left-hand whippersnapper. Okay. And uh, he uh, beat Sarazen every time. Wow. As far as the story goes. Now, you're one of how many kids? Two. Older or younger? Younger. My sister's a retired scientist. Is Very clever. Right? Yes, she got all the brains right? and the beauty, and I got what's left. All right. Both of you, do both of you have offsprings? No. Okay. She doesn't either? No. Oh, so you guys just love living your life free and fancy. Oh, well, I have a, I have a beautiful wife. Okay. Well, that works. That works. Uh, but as Did your sister get married as well, by any chance? No. Okay. No. Uh, she was kind of married to her job. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a haematologist working in the uh, subtropical area of northern Queensland and the tropical area between Australia and New Guinea, uh, there's not much social life going mm. on. Are you too close? Yes, very. That's good. And your parents, are they still alive? Oh, no, they passed away a while ago. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother was 94 when she passed away, and that was about 12 years ago, 11 years okay. ago. Okay. And my father, he passed away at 84. And that was quite a while ago. 84, okay. Yeah. So yeah. we have good genes. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. My mother's turning 93 this year. She's the same age as the club. Oh, really? Born in 1928. Excellent. Uh -huh. And I just had her here on her 91st birthday. She flew here and beat me the first game of bowling. <laughs> she sure did. So tell me, so you came to the club. What <coughs> made you want to come here to tack? I mean, I'm sure you looked around and... Well, uh, the story goes a little bit deeper than that. I, uh, once I was heavily into the coaching part in Australia, uh, I realised that the competition was rife. Golf coaches were really good mm -hmm. in Australia. They still are, of course. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't that many golf courses. So there was, it was kind of, you know, a retrition Mm -hmm, situation. Mm -hmm, so I yeah. thought, well, I've been studying Japanese for a while. <coughs> um, I'll try and get to Japan. So you were married. How long have you been married? Let me ask. Uh, this year will be our 20th anniversary. Okay. So y you lived in Australia with your wife for 10 years? Then you came here? No, no, no. Okay. We've been around a little bit. Uh, okay. I've dragged my wife around Southeast Asia for a few years. Okay set up academies in Kuala Lumpur and Singapore mm -hmm. and back to Australia and then I got an opportunity to come to Japan. Mm -hmm. Now when you said these academies, were they for another company? 
Yes, I was setting them up for what you'd call uh, famous golfers. Okay. Famous golfers right. and famous golf coaches in Australia. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to expand their brand, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but they didn't want to be there full time. Be there full time, okay. So as I'd worked with uh, two of these particular people over mm -hmm. a few years, uh, they asked me to if I wanted to do it for them. How did you find that, doing that? I mean, what was it like? What was the experience like? Well, it started off, I was still signal, single. Okay. Uh, <coughs> so it was okay, you know, workaholic at that time. You, mm -hmm. you do your 100 hours a week and mm -hmm. you collapse and you wake up and do it again. Okay. Uh, but then uh, I was lucky enough to uh, meet my wife, Yuki. And... Um, did you meet her where? Uh, at the Mitsukoshi Department Store Lion the meeting place. It was a blind date. Here in Japan? Yes. Okay. Blind date. All right. <laughs> Scary moment. You, know, you see the photographs, you talk. Oh, wait, some, so you some, one of your friends set it up? Yes. Or? Okay. Yeah, right, okay. All right. So we, uh, we met. Okay. And I, I thought, wow, beautiful. Much better than the photographs. I didn't tell her that, of course. Okay, right. Uh, so we, uh, we then moved to Kuala Lumpur, mm -hmm. then we moved to Singapore, then we moved back to Australia, then we moved to Singapore again, back to Australia, and then this offer came to come to Japan to work for Mizuno Golf. Okay. And my wife said, we're not going to move anymore, are we? She likes it here. She doesn't like it here. But yeah. I've, I've moved her around Southeast Asia like six times. So she's had enough. Okay. So we've been here now 11 years, 12 years. <coughs> and then a mutual friend of mine knew Scott and Jonathan. Okay. Uh, Who are the recreation director and assistant recreation yes, director. At right. that time. At that time, yeah, right. Yes. Now I believe, I know Scott's gone back to Scott's Canada. Scott's gone, right. And uh, Jonathan's now. The manager of the members. Member services desk, yes. yes. That's what's over now, yeah. yeah. So uh, then the opportunity came for the interview, so I went to uh, Shinagawa, mm -hmm. and uh, here I am. Wow. And what do you find fascinating about working here? This is the first time you worked in a private club? Yes. Okay. It's w also the first time I've worked in a simulator. Okay. So both were new for you. Yes, it was and, uh, and it's probably And it was probably the same first for a lot of the people that have been doing it with you. Yes. To be on a simulator. That's right. And this, and the one, the first one we got, I guess, is state of the art at the very beginning. That's right. It was, yeah. Yes, it was uh, exciting times, uh -huh. and uh, it was, uh, you know, hit the ground run, okay. run fast, All right. and read a lot and find out what's going on and how this machine works and and make people think you know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. So, what was it? What did you like about the machine that you find would be different than actually going out on the course? It's an all-weather facility. Okay. So it's very useful during August, July, August, September. Mm -hmm. It's very good through the uh, winter period, mm -hmm. uh, which gives members regularity. Okay. Uh, otherwise, they won't have the same opportunity to go and practice enough. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you know from your, your own music, if you don't practice, you forget things. That's true. That's true. So short-term yeah. memories, long-term memories, uh, you've got to develop Mm -hmm. through certain stages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the simulator has uh, very good uh, systems for doing games with kids, okay. games with big kids, right, adults, right, right. 
Right. And uh, videos, video recording, video assessment, mm -hmm. and uh, I give people programs to mm -hmm. follow. What have you found is the, what do you like the most about the simulator? I know you'd already told me it's all weather, but I mean, what technical aspect of it do you like? Like, I know that they can, you can film a person stroking and show exactly where it hits the ball on the club, mm. right? What, what part do you, do you find fascinating that you really like of the things we have available there? The feedback from the machine. Such as? The ball tracker, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the contact details. There's a number of elements that are measured at that contact, mm -hmm. uh, which once golfers are aware of what these elements are, mm -hmm. what the, the best players in the world do, so they can compare. Mm -hmm. There's comparative charts on the wall in the simulator room mm -hmm. so people can compare themselves about to the professional players mm -hmm. who play on the American tour, women and men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that sort of feedback is invaluable. Mm -hmm. uh, without it, there's a lot of speculation, there's a lot of waste of time. Because you, you keep on doing the same thing over, expecting different results. Yes. Okay. I know that they say one of the biggest injuries people get is, well, I mean, I just watched Tiger Woods special, and it's the lower back mm, that's right. from the twist and yeah. stuff. How do you avoid, I mean, is there a way to avoid it? Is that inevitable because you're a golfer and you're always making that movement? It's not inevitable. It's uh, okay. people need stages of development, mm -hmm. like music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I've learned music. I've learned the piano, the guitar, the trumpet when I started at four years old. So I understand the, the processes that's involved. Right. And... Uh, People look at golf and like looking at any other activity and want to have a go. Okay. Yeah. And so people have a go and then they'll search. Because when they have a go, they realize, oh, this is not as easy as it appears. Okay. And I'm sure people, when they see you playing the sax, they think, yeah. oh, that, that can't be that hard until they Start put it in the mouth, mouth and, and they go, oh, hang on, yeah, what's going yeah, on there? Yeah. So people have a go, then they go through the magazine process and they go through the YouTube process and then they realize that, you know, they're just deteriorating. Mm -hmm. And it, became, it becomes a bit emotional because they can't do it themselves. People feel, oh, God. Right. They thought they'd be able to do it themselves. Yeah. So then they reach out. Okay. And they'll go and find a golf coach. And uh, when I first came here, uh, you know, it was a struggle. There wasn't many people who knew. That's right. That. I remember that. That's true. Yeah, because I would come by there, and you'd be in there and say, "How you doing, Tom?" <laughs> same old, same old. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we got through. That's right. We got through. So, what what is it like now? How many? What, what's the flow like now? Uh, even with the uh, COVID, the COVID situation, uh, golf is booming around the world. It's because it is something you can practice without going out. Actually. That's right. Uh, and with uh, very good rules that. You know, the American club have here about you know the social distancing, etc. Yes. Uh, the simulator is a very safe place, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and the booking system's done well, and the staff are doing a tremendous job in coping, and uh, things are going okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Going okay. So I'd be doing about uh, well this month, which I thought was going to be curtailed. But Everyone it's did, still, yes. yeah, but it's still luckily going to stay open yeah. uh, through good management. So, 
But what do, you, so what do you think? Do you think this COVID thing, has, it hasn't affected you at all? It did last year. How? Well, everything was shut. Well, everything, well, yeah, we couldn't come to a place that's not open. Yeah, well, we so nobody three knew months. what was going to happen. That's right. So I think that, that was a worldwide phenomenon. But yeah. still, now that we've gotten back into the swing of things, is it better than it was before COVID? Or yes. Is it the same? It's better. Yes. Because people have to look more inwardly and things yes. they can do all the time. That's right. Even if they're restricted. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. And now that golf is essentially a business tool in Japan anyway. Right. Uh, and consequently, people can't go to driving ranges mm -hmm. much mm -hmm. because of they don't want to be near people. Mm -hmm. uh, and they know that the 19th hole is available. And essentially, it's booked out all day. Not with me. But well, there's another instructor? No, you're the only golf instructor here, aren't you? That's right. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. But they've closed one of the simulators down because of the uh, COVID rules which is a good idea. So the members come and do their private practice mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're here from 7.30 in the morning until it finishes. So mm -hmm. it's a good business. Mm -hmm. It sure is. Uh, it was a slow business to start with, but you know, it, it, was a, it was a project that took a bit of courage and it's paid off. It sure has. You've had the system that I show well. There was okay. a story when the, uh, <laughs> that, uh, the earthquake struck in March 11th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was here. Uh, I was teaching. In I was on the room. second floor shaking. Well, you might have saw that video. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> I was uh, teaching, <coughs> excuse me, a Japanese lady. Mm -hmm. And about five minutes beforehand, the heavy weights room is directly above the simulator. And they tend to drop the weights from a high distance and the room shakes. So this occasion took place five minutes before the earthquake and bang, the screen was shaking. And the poor, poor lady was freaking out. She thought she it was an earthquake. She so she was running out the door. And I said, oh, this is before the earthquake. Before the earthquake. Five minutes. Five minutes before. Yeah, somebody dropped the weights down, Which shook the, entire, built, the right. entire room. Right. She was quite scared and wanted to leave. And I said, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. It's just the weights. We are safe. So five minutes passed, it hits. Exact same experience. The screen's shaking, and she's she's just going. Da, da, da. I'm just. I'm okay. It's the weights room, and I've said no. We this have to go, <laughs> and I'm dragging her out. It's an earthquake. We've got to go. We're we're running down past the basketball court, looking out at Tokyo Tower, doing this. Like I said, you you came down to the reflective pool too. That's right. Yes. Same area. So you remember I was out there. Yes. And we had Bob, and we had Mike. Um, Baumgartner, they're out there. And then it stopped. And then I said, look, t I told them, I said, give the all clear. So Bob has a deep voice. He said, mm. okay, all clear. As soon as he did, the next one oh, hit again. Oh, and then I don't know if you remember this. I told him, look, I think we're safer inside. I'm going in. Mm. Those of you that want to come in with me, come in. Because I watched this place being built, and I was worried about that area collapsing into the parking area. Car park, yes, of course. That's what I was concerned about. Didn't even think I didn't that. worry about inside. Because mm. I saw how they built this place. Mm. I mean, I knew, I felt good about that, except for when that one person said, Mr. Lee, look up there. And I saw the water coming down the side. Ah, uh, from the swimming pool. I said, no. <laughs> I said, please, the gym, everything. I thought that was just overflow from it going like this. Yeah. Nothing, not a single problem. Yeah. I was so happy. Yeah, so yeah. That, was, uh, that was the moment uh, that will never, 
That's right. That was Never something. Go away. But I'm glad we were here, particularly in Japan, because my mother she wrote me at that time and she said, "Leave Japan, leave Tokyo." And I said, "Mother, the only drama to be found in Japan is on CNN." <laughs> Good answer. That was the only drama because they played every. You would think we had ten thousand earthquakes mm. and fifty thousand tsunamis. Mm. Every second, and big red letters, and the letters got bigger. Then they put blood on the red. You mm. know, it started dripping, and they go over and over and over and show these images over and over. And people walking home, locking their cars, just going about their business. Mm. That happened one time. Mm. It happened once. The airport got flooded one time, but according to CNN and the whole world, it, it happened every second on the second. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I love being here. Mm. No well, it is a very safe place. I've noticed yeah. uh, the service is uh, second to none. The people right. are fantastic. Yeah, what do you like? Yeah, I was going to ask you. What do you like? What keeps you here outside of your wife? I know she said, we're done, aren't we, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> she said, we're done. And I know she's keeping here. But outside of that, what do you find? What are your top three things about Japan, let's say from when you came here to even being now? Hmm. Well, I can't go past the food. The quality of the food, the variety of the food, as you can see, you enjoy it. I taste test a lot, so I just suck that belly in a little bit more. And, <laughs> um, what else? Uh, it's a very punctual location. Uh, you can set your clocks to the trains. I take the trains every day because it's cheap and re re reliable. Uh, I occasionally drive the car. But car parks are a little bit hard to find. So the variety of the seasons, that's always a good thing. All four. Yeah, when living in Singapore and Malaysia, it was like Groundhog's Day. Every day. Yeah. That's how I felt in Puerto Rico. Uh -huh. I got tired of it being sunny and bright in a rain every now and then. A mm. little bit of a rain, but always white, fluffy clouds, blue skies, a little bit of rain. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Never got cold, and it never got cold. <coughs> Every well, even even in Queensland, where I ultimately have a, uh, where my wife and I have a little apartment there, uh, it's a subtropical climate, so it does get a bit cool. That's about it, John. Like, but you know, in August time, in which is the winter period, it's like twenty degrees. All the time, which is perfect. Yeah, uh, it does get hot. It does get affected by cyclones or the equivalent right, yeah, yeah, yeah. to uh, yeah. hurricanes and uh, what's the Japanese one? Tsunami. Tsun no, no. Not um, the, um, the, um, typhoon. Typhoon. Um, that's it. Typhoon. Typhoon. typhoon yes. Uh, the difference, of course, is the right, circular right. So motion in the wind. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, but I like the different seasons. Yeah, so do yeah. I. That's and right, the yeah. variation of the topography. You know, you've got Fujisan just sitting out there. Yes. Uh, which I haven't climbed and I have no intention of climbing. Well, but then you've got uh, Chiba. I like Chiba. I Chiba's a nice place. I'm there all the time. It's uh, Izumi, the uh, Odaku. No, not Odaku. That's a telephone, uh, a train line. But that, that part, which is a bit south of, near Katsura. Katsura? Area. Okay, Katsura. Yeah, yeah, I like that area. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice drive. I like taking my wife down the, the bottom Bozo of... The Bozo Peninsula. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, you yeah. like... Peanut butter. Yes. There's a peanut I, butter ice, ice cream, cream place, and the woman there, and I go yes, there all yes, the yes. time. She sells peanuts too. Yeah. It'd be a little shack there. I the go there all the time. Isn't shop. it the best? Yes. I go there. It's on the same road. I think Is it's it? on the same. It's okay. on the same road. Yeah. 
little bit yeah. further up. I it's closer my, to my wife yeah. down there, <laughs> just for a day trip, just to just to buy an ice cream. That's cake. right, right, right. Yeah, the peanut, yeah, peanut butter yeah. ice cream. Good place. And she's still there. I was so happy they still they're surviving this. Mm. I went there right after the big typhoon too, and saw all the blue sheets of everyone's roofs. Mm. Yeah, because a lot of people got you know a lot of. Um, a lot of damage in Ramsey. A lot of Chiba. damage over there. I think it was more central Chiba, but uh, was it also bad in Tatayama as well? Yeah, I think okay. it, was, it was somewhat, if you looked up into the hills a little bit. Right. Have you ever been to, they had a, a restaurant at the very end of the Bozoko Peninsula called Fusabusa? No. Is that near the lighthouse? No. no is it, it the other side? The other, side, the other side, the other side, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I've been up to the lighthouse a couple of times too. Mm -hmm. Have you climbed up to the top and gone around? No. What are some of your plans for the future? I have a number of students at the moment who are in the midst of uh, a journey. So it's a progressive journey of learning, improving, learning, improving, uh, and it's like a, a cycle of events. So. I finish one cycle, another cycle is already in the midst of it, and it's, it's an ongoing mm -hmm. thing. You see, you're doing this indefinitely? Yeah. That's how I am. I love you. Man, I yeah. like you so much, Tom. This, me, until you take your last, someone asked me when I'm going to retire, and I said, when I go like this, <gasps> and don't take it another one. Mm. Because why wouldn't you? If you're doing what you enjoy, mm. and you're meeting interesting people, well, let me tell you, should be saying this. <laughs> I mean, I just, that's my feeling about it. <coughs> It's a privilege to help people. It's hard work sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> because of people? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Well, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I can sometimes be a little bit overbearing when I'm trying to train somebody. There are times when people, including golf coaches, should take a step back. Reevaluate the relationship. There are moments, there have been students who've walked away from me. Uh, not many, luckily, uh, which is not unusual. Uh, I've <coughs> have been to many lectures in Australia uh, with famous coaches like Ledbetter, uh, Hank Haney, uh, and Australian coaches, you know, very famous coaches. Uh, you have forums. And people say, well, have you had anybody that has quit and walked away? And they've all said, yes, lots of them. Uh, it's the nature of the game. Uh, for golf, I have a template of a golf swing. I have my ideas of a golf swing, which is to avoid injury, number one. Now, that particular method that I employ uh, has some constraints and also has some variations meaning that not everybody's going to move the same way. Not everybody has the flexibility. Not everybody has fast twitch muscles. Uh, everybody who is a businessman generally sits on their backside for eight hours a day. And then they come in and they want to hit a driver and want to hit it far. Uh, and I'll go, stop. Let's do some flexibility training first. Let's see what you can do first. And if you can't do this amount of flexibility, I would suggest we start with chipping. And I've had some grumbles and I've mm. had some you know, debates. Spirited debates. And <laughs> on occasions I've gone, okay, there you go, have a go. But 
conditional. I've suggested you not to do it. If you hurt yourself, it's your fault, not mine. Is that clear? And they go, mm -hmm. okay, give me the pitching wedge. <laughs> <coughs> so everybody has limitations. I said, but golf is, is not, there's not one way to play golf. You know, we see on TV athletes. You know, they may be fat athletes, but, but they're still, still that's, athletes. That's right. And they're strong. And they're doing it 24-7. It's not like they yeah. come over the weekend. And I've had people coming and I wanted to hit... I want to hit it 250 yards. I said, why? What are, what are you doing now? Oh, 180. Oh. I said, well, can you putt well? No, I want to hit 250 yards. I said, okay. I said, well, we'll try it. But I'll get my little whiteboard out and I'll, I'll do all the categories. I say, if you want to be a handicapped player, if you want to shoot in certain scores, you've got to understand that golf is made up of sections. Tipping, approach shots, undulations, not just driving. I said, if I can get you to go to hit 250 yards, you have to promise me to practice putting because if you miss a putt from that far, it's one shot. That's right, that's right. If you hit it 250 yards, it's one shot. That's right. That's right. It's equal weighted. That's right. Yeah. So what do you want to do now? You want driver? Go ahead. So, you know, there's a lot of that's interaction right, between right. people. Mm -hmm. But uh, getting back to the template, I don't want people to be injured. It's a dangerous sport. You know, there's lots of stress on joints. There's lots of stress on muscles. Uh, people will overestimate the force required to hit a golf ball. Mm -hmm. And that's potentially going to be when they injure themselves. Uh, so I have a questionnaire before they start. Have you ever been injured? Do you do a fitness training? Do you do a stretch training? Uh, do you go to the gymnasium? And if it's no, 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 I say, okay, we're going to start with chipping. And then we'll work our way up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a duty of care. I mean, the customers, members, members, customers. That's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, Word of mouth. And I've got to make sure that, you know, they're not walking out in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, if I turn my back and I start doing things when I don't know what's going on. That's right, that's right. Uh, so anyway, then when I'm teaching people, uh, we work out certain programs, certain strategies. You're going to achieve this in a certain time frame. You'll get a certain time frame here. But that's my part. Mm -hmm. You have responsibility too. You should think about following these steps. Mm -hmm. That means you have to practice. And how you practice is how I'm going to teach you how to practice. And how often you practice is how often I will recommend you practice. And that depends upon the person. Yes. So it can vary. Yeah. Yes. So then I'll ask the person, I say you're a CEO of some company, so you're obviously a busy person. Can you practice three hours a day? Oh, sorry. Three hours a week. Okay. And usually they'll say, no, I'm too busy. So, okay. Now, we just negotiated a time frame of when you want to achieve a certain score. Now we're going to renegotiate it. Because if you can't practice this amount, we can't reach this subject. We can't reach it. It's impossible. I can do it. I said, well, we'll try. 
I'll give you the chance. And to prove we'll me wrong. I'll give you a chance to prove me wrong, yeah. yeah. And we'll see how we go. <laughs> so there's been a few that have walked away and never mm -hmm. come back. Mm -hmm. uh, have any of them were able to actually do it the way they said and no, surprise you? Nobody. No one's ever been able to do no. that? It's too okay. hard. All right, okay. It's too hard. It's like music. Yeah. It's too uh -huh. hard. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if you don't have the right mouthing for uh, a trumpet or a saxophone... It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It doesn't matter how much will you have. That's true, that's true. Uh, it's, it's technique and time. But in golf, um, in particular in Japan, there's a certain misunderstanding where... And it's a generalisation. Not, mm -hmm. not every Japanese golfer thinks this way. But there is a concept that Japanese golfers are smaller than Western golfers and therefore they can't hit it as far as Western golfers. Mm -hmm. Now that has never been proven. Okay. Uh, Rory McIlroy is five foot ten and he's one of the longest drivers of the golf ball in the world. Uh, he would easily compete against Dustin Johnson who is six foot five. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Similar distances. So height is irrelevant. So Japanese golfers actually hit the ball very far. But for some reason, somebody has put it in print it somewhere. It someone's mind that the shorter you are, the shorter the distance. Right. So I took a, a, a high school golf team to Australia to play against uh, equivalent juniors in Australia. It was a competition. I did that for three years. A Japanese one. high school team? Yeah, to okay. Australia. And they came back after their practice round. And they said... They were quite shocked about playing against, you know, first time they're playing against uh, uh, an Australian team or foreigners in particular. Okay, right. So uh, it was an interesting how they communicated, like a duck and a chook. Okay, right, yeah. right, right, right. Both making noise and right. neither understanding a okay, word. Right, right, so right. it was quite fun. So they came back after the round and they said, they don't hit very far. Japanese talk, talking about the Australians. And very polite too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. They were just really just so honestly shocked. surprised, yes. Yeah. And then I said, but how close did they hit it to the flag on their second shot? And they go, really close. <laughs> we were driving 30, 40, 50 oh. yards further than them, but we couldn't get it on the green. Gotcha. These people, they, they said the Japanese girls and boys were so shocked at how That's precise, the way they were taught, huh? and how precise the Australian juniors could get it close to the flag. On the second? On their the approach second, shots. Yeah, second approach, yeah. They said, and so I said to them, I said, so you don't need to hit the ball further. Oh. You need to learn how to hit it closer. Gotcha. And even Tommy Nakajima, who was a very famous Japanese professional, uh, where, when he was spending time as a reporter uh, in America, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he came back and made an article about the difference between Japanese pros and American pros, or people playing on the American tour. And he said the difference in the comments was the Japanese players were always boasting about how far they could hit it. And the American people were boasting about how close they can hit it. Get to the, yeah, right. And that, that was what Tommy Nakajima said in a rather long, long article, article right. which I've condensed to about a sentence. <laughs> but they're still there. I mean, still people still want... Still I, I get 80-year-olds wanting to hit it 200 yards. Everyone hears that drive. They hear about Tiger Woods hitting 300 yards and everybody mm. wants to be a Tiger Woods. And they think that. Mm. Yeah. Well, see, they say... Wait. I've heard all kinds of things, but they say you, you drive for show... And putt for done. That's right. 
Yeah, I guess you know them all, so I can't. Yeah. I can't right. Yeah, so and the. Someone, but what about this saying, too? Because I play golf, and I'm not bad. You know, I'm not bad. I can. If I. I, if I get to 100, I'm good. I feel if I break 100 and hit a hitter, it's hit around 100, I'm okay. On an 18 hole. Mm. You know, because it was usually par 79 or par. 72. 72, right? Yeah. So if I get to 100, I'm <coughs> not bad. But what I find is every time I swing, someone told me I swing as if. I were a female, the way they would swing. I don't try to hit it hard. I just try to let the club do what it does and let it hit. And I always know when it hits it right, I hear a sweet sound. It goes ping, mm. and the ball just goes mm. And I now, love it. Now, if you get somebody saying that you swing like a woman. I've heard that before. And, and when you I mean. win the money, you can say, I receive it like a no, man. There <laughs> you go. There you go. But I do. I try to, because most men want to think, I'm going to drive this and just show them. So it just, the ball disappears. Yeah, that's a... And I've seen them when I've gone out. Have you been out to the Tama course? No, not yet. Okay. When you go out there, there's one dog leg to the left. But if you're good, they shoot it over the trees. Ah, I see. Yes. Shortcut. And the guys know it. The guys in the military. And I've watched guys that are so good. They just play that like it's nothing. And you look, the ball's disappeared. In the mm. And you go over there on the side, and there it is, right in the approach, right in the center of the you know, mm. fairway, ready to go there. But I still take my time when I'm going through and just... And those are my best games. Mm. But whenever I force it, and every now and then your ego comes and says, nail this one. And it goes, shoot. Mm. <laughs> well, there's, it's uh, hard not to. there's a lot of ways to play golf. Mm -hmm. Hitting the ball well is a, is a dream. But uh, one of the most famous sports psychiatrists wrote a book which was titled, Golf is Not a Game of Perfect. It's a game of misses. And the best players in the world hit some really, really awful golf shots. And if you want to look on the YouTube, you'll find, a whole you'll find US PGA Tours bad shots. And there's an abundance of them. And everyone that plays is in it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All the best players in the world mm -hmm. are hitting bad shots. So it's how you recover. It's how you, yeah. Where your head is. Yeah. Like music, if you miss a note, you don't freak out. You At the beginning, you just go through as if it didn't happen. Didn't you know? happen. Same and thing in well, most sports. You just yeah. keep on going. You've got to keep And sometimes going. you pull it together and nobody even remembers you messed up. That's right. You say, what? Because you finished so good. Yes. You started good and you finished good. You go, wow, that was the greatest game you ever played. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, so it's a wonderful game, golf. Mm -hmm. um, I wish I could play more. But I can count on one hand how many rounds I play in one year. Mm. Uh, as chance. Well, I like to spend time with my wife as well. I would imagine so. And uh, we like going shopping together. We like going dining together. And uh, you know, if I uh, if I'm playing golf every Sunday, well, she might just change the lock on the that could happen on the door. And yeah, happen. I could end up in the doghouse mm. if the dog lets me in. What would you like to leave, leave with our viewers? What would you like to share with them? Plan. Plan very carefully about golf, what you want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, be very brutally honest about yourself. Write it down. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell anybody. Write it down. Assessments are very important. Mm -hmm. Physical assessments. Get a trainer. Businessmen need trainers. 
businessmen, businessmen are too busy being businessmen. Mm -hmm. And women. And women too. Sorry about that. I should not. That's our age. That's our age showing. That's all. (laughs) 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 So, uh, physical training is a requirement. Mental training is a requirement. Concentration skills are required. Strategic planning is associated with your abilities. Not what you want to do, what you can do, is how you play golf now. Then you make a list of things you want to do. And then you go and find a way to do it. And if you want to hit the ball further, well, you've got to look at your equipment as well. But you've That does make a difference now. It does. It what always has. What's, okay, what's some of the better golf clubs? Uh, look, every manufacturer has your top range, mid range, and okay. low range. Okay, there are some beautifully crafted golf clubs in Japan. Uh, I won't name any names, but there is a lot of uh, equipment famous around the world uh, that people will spend time and money acquiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, famous American brands like Ping, Titleist. Uh, these are companies that have evolved over decades and uh, probably the two most popular. Now, of course, with our new famous uh, Mr. Matsuyama, Srixen, Dunlop, they'd be very happy at the moment. They sure would be. I think so. I think so. And I hope that the media in Japan will give him some space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because if he, if he goes out looking for the money, which a lot of major champions have done in the past. You know, the, the public speaking tours, the, the commercials. It takes them away from the practice time. What he needs to be doing. Uh, I used to work for a British Open champion called Ian Baker Finch. Fantastic guy. I think he now commentates for CBC on the American tour. And uh, <coughs> after he'd won the British Open, he was in, in his office. And there was rows and rows and rows of mail bags and I was there with his manager and there's Ian pulling out reading writing and the manager said Ian what are you doing he said these people took the time to write to me I'm going to respond the manager almost had heart failure and I'm standing going oh my god and the manager said, Ian, please, we'll do it. You can't practice, please. He said a few other words, but we'll yeah, just leave it like that. Him, yeah. And Ian said, no, no, no. <laughs> so then a knock on the door. His wife comes in. Ian, go and practice now. Oh, okay, there up he goes. But unfortunately, he did answer all of them. And that's why he's a commentator now. Well, he, yeah. he only won one tournament again after that yeah. and then went from the penthouse to the other house rather quickly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is a shame, but he's very comfortable. He chased the money. He, right. he, he deliberately chased the money mm-hmm. and he got it mm-hmm. and a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just hope Matsuyama-san has good people around him that will uh, look after him 
and let him practice. Mm. How do people contact you, Tom? They can contact me through the rec desk. I'm talking about people that may not be involved with the club at all. Oh, well. Because the people here know how to contact you. Right, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a website. Okay. And, and it's, it's called uh, TomFieldingGolf.net. Mm-hmm. And Fielding spelled exactly like that, yes. Fielding. Okay. F-I-E-L-D-I-N-G. Right, Tom Fielding, one Golf. Yeah. All put together, no put gaps. Together. Uh, dot net. Dot net, yeah. okay. And they right. can find me there. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for putting up with me. This is good. No, this has been great. This has been great. I think it's going to be one of my best. I'm going to change this to this way just for a second. I want to thank all of you for watching this. And just remember to make sure that you press like. Leave a comment if you want to. Tom is going to take all the comments. and Not that he's going to quit. He loves what he's doing. And I want all of you to make sure you subscribe as well. Remember that I say it's all on loan and to keep reaching for the stars.